Welcome to Monk's Tape. Welcome to Monk's Take, everybody. We are here today with Jamison Collins, our strength and conditioning coach at St. Joseph's College and a 2017 graduate, former baseball standout. Uh, Jamie, thanks so much for joining us. I know we've had this in the works for a while, and we finally just put it on the calendar and made it happen. Yeah, thanks for having me, Corey. I'm excited to uh, talk and shop with you. Well, I definitely want to... Uh, to uh, blow up your spot a little bit because you've done so many great things for the athletics department and the athletes uh, during a very weird time uh, during all this COVID stuff. You, you've definitely filled a gap there with, with keeping kids busy and, and engaged. Um, just let's, let's start off there. <clears throat> I'm sure you never imagined that you would be <laughs> doing some of the things that you've been doing and how strange some of the stuff is, but you know, how have you, uh, adapted your uh, program to fit kind of the COVID way and everything that we have to follow now? Yeah, so I think it just it was a shock to me just being back in general. That was, you know, the whole COVID shock was one of the shocks, but I think just kind of being back on campus and, you know, obviously being an alum, it meant a lot for me to come back. So that was a shock in itself. And then, you know, dealing with COVID. Um, you know, I think that we had you know a good start to the year where we, you know, we were able to be outside and enjoy a really good, you know, main fall in September. And, you know, outdoors is obviously gorgeous on campus and we were out at Mercy Field. So I think we made it, um, you know, a good intro. Um, it's something that I, you know, typically would do with any other maybe organization or, or athletic department that I was stepping into where we were kind of learning a lot of the basics and you don't need a whole lot of weight or a lot of equipment to do that. So I think, you know, it's kind of a blessing a little bit to not have kind of to overcomplicate things and keep things really simple and do a lot of explanation. And I think that was a big benefit of being out on the field. Um, and then obviously it got colder and we, we worked our way indoors and, you know, there was a lot of restrictions and, you know, it was the first time that we kind of, integrated the facility that we had to accommodate you know 350 plus athletes coming in there and a lot of the athletes were you know going in there regardless but now that we had more of a structure to it I think it was definitely a, a big transition uh, and you know the COVID restrictions of putting a, a number limit in that weight room now kind of made it a little bit more tricky but I think that uh, everything kind of worked out in the fall and we got you know a, a good chunk of training in and really laid the foundation for a lot of student athletes or being their first time in the weight room I think we did a good job of um you know building on their base building what we did outside kind of bringing a little bit back into the weight room and then you know this semester I think we you know had a really good start everyone was really on board with uh things that we did in the fall and we just kept building on it and it's exciting now to see that you know there's actually some competitions going on and everything that you know that they had kind of been working on is now you know, hopefully paying off and they're feeling a little bit more, you know, popping their step or feeling a little bit more stronger out on their, their competition. So. Well, excellent. <clears throat> I know, you know, I've heard great things from athletes and coaches, so, you know, keep up the good work. Uh, talk about your time at St. Joe's as a student, student athlete. Uh, you know, why did you pick St. Joseph's to begin with? We're going to go way back to your, you know, your high school senior year when you picked the school you wanted to go to. Yeah, uh, I will. I definitely think, you know, 
obviously the academics had a lot to do with, you know, my college decision. And in high school, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. Um, I actually had a pretty significant knee injury in my sophomore year um, during baseball. And I kind of, you know, grew fond of, you know, being a physical therapist. I knew I wanted to definitely do something in the sciences. So exercise science was, you know, the, the major that I was going to, you know, take part in and, you know, looking at different schools and a big part of, you know, for me was being a college baseball athlete and uh, coach Sanborn uh, really took an interest in me. I remember him um, watching me down the road uh, at the field over there in uh, Gorham, but um, he walked me there playing, started recruiting me there. Um, and then, you know, kind of, a, I was on campus, I think the first time for a, one of the um, athlete open houses. So that was pretty cool getting to come with all the athletes and kind of getting the whole experience. Then I came out perfect time, like in November, went down to the lake on like a 65, 70 degree day in November, which was a little bit uncommon, but, um, you know, I really fell in love with the college campus and I think it was a really good fit for me, um, baseball wise and academics wise. And then when I was on campus, definitely involved myself in a lot. Um, I was involved in, uh, student activities as well as athletics. Um, I was an RA for three years. So, you know, really dove into kind of the campus life and try to make the most out of my four years. And I think that really paid off for me building a lot of relationships on campus. I look back on now and now that I'm colleagues with some of the people that I kind of used to work for or kind of supported when I was a student. Now I work them at, as on a professional level, which is really cool. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, the friendships that I made, you know, my, all my teammates and still connect with all of them. So I think, you know, St. Joseph's was a, a dream for me to come back because of some of the nostalgia that I had during my four years on campus. And, you know, we were really successful with the baseball program. I personally had a lot of success, you know, I met my fiance on campus. So it was like mm. really, really a lot of things that kind of brings me back to St. Joe's and all of them were really good really good memories so and you had you had a, a outstanding baseball career and your senior year you know all conference all region uh, you hit some home runs um but you're a guy uh forgive me to you know to mention this but I think you transformed your body from your freshman year to your senior year for sure maybe even more so in between uh how much of that was part of what you were learning in your classes and maybe just intrinsically motivation-wise uh, to, to to become better? Yeah, I think I liked it. You know, that definitely helps when you enjoy kind of what you're doing and enjoy being in the weight room. And we had a really good class. Uh, my class and the, uh, the class above me had a really good weight room culture. Um, so even though we didn't have, you know, a strength coach on campus, we still had a, uh, a strength coach who was writing our programs for us. Uh, Coach Adam Tillinen, he's actually, you know, one of the main reasons and one of the main kind of mentors that I have early on in my uh, strength conditioning career. He, I was uh, one of his interns over at OA and in Saco. So he was, you know, kind of the, the soundboard for a lot of the strength conditioning stuff that was going on when I was on campus. And we just kind of took it upon ourselves to, to get in there. And, you know, for me, um, seeing a lot of improvement from year to year uh, was big because I came in as a freshman, um, you know, played a little bit I think I had you know 20 at bats maybe freshman year and then I realized that you know that summer I really dedicated myself to the weight room came back the next year 
um, got a little bit more playing time, did a little bit better, you know, kept dedicating myself. And I kind of had a um, upward trajectory as I went on throughout my career. And I think, you know, the strength conditioning part of it really, really helped me, um, you know, being able to, you know, just get stronger and kind of maintain the, the full 40 game season that we usually endure. So I think that that was really important for me. And, and um, you know, my affinity to training myself obviously led me to a career of helping others train. And uh, that was definitely uh, rewarding for me. And I try and bring that to, you know, all the athletes that I work with. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously the program, the baseball program at St. Joe's is very competitive. So coming in as a freshman, you don't see that many guys get more than 20 at bats as a, as a first year player. And, you know, that, that motivated you to, to get better. You didn't just say, well, you know, maybe this isn't for me or, or whatever the competitive nature really came out and you, you definitely improved a lot as your years went along. So very cool. Uh, let's talk about your education and like, was there a time at St. Joe's where you knew that, you know, you were going to go the strength route um, were there professors that that uh, that really influenced your, uh, you know, your path, or maybe stand out in your, you know, your education at St. Joe's? So when I came into, uh, like I was mentioning, I want to be a physical therapist. So I actually went my first three years with the intention of going to grad school for physical therapy, um, and I knew that you know the the certification that we get as a strength coach is called the the CSCS, the Certified Strength Conditioning Specialist, that was something that I always knew that I was going to kind of go for. And that's something that you can get after your four years. Um, so I knew that I kind of wanted to be involved in, in the training part of it, maybe as, you know, as a physical therapist, having a little bit more kind of hands-on approach for the training to maybe prevent some of those injuries that were happening. Uh, and I did a internship uh, at the OA Performance Center, the Pre-Seat Performance Center that was in Saco at the time. And Adam Tillin was there and he was, uh, you know, a pitching coach slash strength coach that we were working with on the baseball team. And he gave me an opportunity there. And I did that in between my junior and my senior year. And that was kind of my big exercise science internship. And I pretty much worked in the performance center. I didn't do a whole lot of physical therapy stuff. I did uh, mostly training with the adult groups. And there were some younger groups that, that, you know, we helped coach. And there were some college athletes in there as well. And that summer was a blast and, you know, I was living on campus and driving there and um, really got a good amount of hours there. And um, through that process, I kind of switched my mind a little bit rather than going the physical therapy route, um, which, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to work with athletes and the path to that would have been pretty difficult. Usually get a lot of, you know, older folk who maybe, you know, broke their hip or coming back and rehabbing and, I want to work with athletes because, you know, typically they're the most motivated and the ones that I feel like I could have reached the best. So came back in September, started doing some research for grad schools and Springfield College is uh, kind of historically very known for their their exercise science programs and specifically their strength conditioning program. Um, They do a lot down there in the grad programs and they have a lot of grad assistants. So that was definitely very interesting to me. And it was actually a place that I applied to. Uh, in high school, and I actually didn't get in. I applied to their their physical therapy program. Uh, it was like a six-year straight across, get your uh, PT uh, certification, grad grad program, and everything. Um, didn't get in, so it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I ended up going back there. 
um, just for something different. And I'm glad that it kind of worked out that way because I would have never came up here. But I got still experience kind of everything that was at Springfield, which is really special. Um, so I went to Springfield, did, you know, a ton of different internships. That's one thing that they really kind of pride themselves on is getting hands-on experience. So, you know, until I was a grad assistant there, my second year, I did internships um, at the University of Connecticut. I uh, did one in, at this college, at Springfield College. Uh, American International College was a D2 school in uh, Springfield, right next to that the Springfield College. And then also at the University of New Hampshire. Um, and then, so four internships, probably about 400 hours apiece. So a lot of hands-on coaching with that. And then I was uh, fortunate enough to become a grad assistant on campus there. And that's, you know, where it took me to, to get my, my uh, master's in strength conditioning from there. Um, so that's kind of the, the educational background. Uh, it takes a lot to, to get there. It takes a lot of, you know, hard work and dedication and, and a lot of unpaid internships. But I think that, you know, the people that I've met along the way in the fields and the coaches that I've met have been, you know, really outstanding. It's have really kind of given me a good opportunity for success. So. Well, that, that must be an interesting thing. I, I hear about uh, former students from St. Joe's, you know, we're about a thousand kids. We're in Maine, we're D3. It, you're, you're working with division one athletes at UConn and UNH and what, what is that? Is, is there a hurdle there or do they know your background and think that maybe that, you know, because you weren't a D1 guy that somehow, you know, affects your ability to teach them things? I haven't really ran into that. I think if you, you know, at that point, you're a coach to them and if you hold yourself kind of to a more professional standard, um, they kind of see you as that, you know, if you go in there talking about how you're a, you know, a D3 college athletes stud, then they might, you know, say, you know, it's probably not the place to talk, but I think, you know, one of the qualities that I have, I was able to kind of establish a really good professional relationship with athletes. So even though I was only maybe a year or two older, especially when I went to Springfield, a lot of the athletes that I was working with there, I was maybe, you know, the same age or one year removed from where they were at. And I think just setting that professional boundary is what really helped me kind of get my start in the field and um, really allowed me to kind of take over a new personality because I'll tell you and when I was on campus I was you know not the coach or not really the person to kind of bring up exercise technique or kind of you know lead a group but I think once I kind of started in the professional track of coaching I kind of opened up a little bit and have a kind of a little bit bigger personality and a little bit more openness than I probably had uh, as an undergrad. Yeah, and I know that you, you know, you know your field inside and out, and certainly athletes will respect that immediately, you know, because, uh, you know, they recognize people that, that know their way around and, uh, you know, have experience. So now you had some pretty cool uh, positions after Springfield. So kind of talk about that. Yeah, so I was, you know, extremely fortunate. Um being, you know, an athlete, a baseball athlete. I worked with uh, Springfield baseball and was also an assistant coach. So that kind of opened me up to um, working in a professional setting with the Kansas City Royals. So um, I, you know, randomly saw a job posting and usually these jobs come from connections, but this one, unfortunately, or unconventionally uh, was not. So it was kind of like a, a cold application. And, and, you know, I was always you know interested in seeing what professional baseball had to offer obviously being a uh, baseball athlete 
So I kind of had a, a cold application and heard back and um, kind of with the Springfield name and the, the kind of the background that I had, um, you know, I was fortunate to accept the position with the Kansas City Royals and head out there um, in the spring of 2019 is when I went out there. So I kind of left Springfield a little bit early um, and went out there around April. So they had, you know, short season uh, team still there. They have, it was the minor league spring training at that point, the big league camp had broke, but um, I was able to work with professional athletes at, you know, some of the highest levels. And it was really, really cool opportunity to see kind of how those guys go uh, day in and day out. And the, you know, the kind of lifestyle that that is like, um, it's definitely a very demanding lifestyle where, you know, I moved out to Arizona. Um, so, you know, my fiance and I were doing long distance for a while there. Uh, and then I went up to Idaho Falls, Idaho. Hmm. So that was their short season affiliate. Um, and that was pretty much just me running the, with another, you know, 35 guys and our coaching staff. And it was really a unique opportunity. And, you know, we were just traveling around up in, you know, Montana and Idaho and Utah, and it was a cool little league. Uh, and it was, you know, got to meet some other strength coaches, got to see some places that I probably wouldn't have seen uh, if I, you know, hadn't taken that opportunity. So I definitely take that for granted. And, you know, all the connections that I had, the, the staff there was amazing. And a lot of really, really smart guys on staff there. A lot of PhD kind of exercise science coaches who were on staff there. So um, definitely took a lot from that opportunity. And, you know, having that kind of baseball understanding just kind of enhanced, you know, everything that I knew about, you know, how to train a baseball athlete. And I, you know, came back and was able to apply it, obviously on the same kind of realm but in a similar fashion for the team that we have here and um, not only with them but kind of learning different strategies or tactics to training teams because um, you know at the end of the day it really is you know similar across the board uh, there's your you know small nuances between teams but training for the most part stays pretty similar and I was able to get a really good kind of knowledge base that um, expanded my kind of you know application Oh, absolutely. That had to have been a great experience. Like you said, you got to see part of the country you most likely would not have seen. Exactly. Uh, what, what are, what are some of the, the striking differences maybe, or things that you notice right away between a college atmosphere and the professional atmosphere? Uh, at the professional level, um, those guys definitely have a very good seriousness about training and, and when they're there, you know, that's their job. So they, everything 24 seven, their mind is on kind of getting to that next level or, or getting to the show, getting to, you know, that NLB team. Uh, and that's their goal. And they're very focused on that goal. So, you know, and then you have multiple different cultures. So depending on the culture, um, you may have some uh, Latin American guys, some guys from, you know, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican, might not speak English at all and working with those guys is a little bit more challenging because they you know come up in a totally different culture and kind of adapting you know your style to what kind of fits them is going to be their best chance of success because they're extremely extremely talented maybe even more than some of the Americans that kind of just putting it all together and uh, helping them kind of see the benefit in strength conditioning is one of the main things that we really try to work on with the Latin American guys uh, because it, it will kind of elevate them at a faster rate uh, the american you know athletes obviously come from a more college-based program or they had a high school strength conditioning so they're probably more their maturity is a little bit higher um you know they come 
like I said, from the college. So they've had a, you know, four year strength conditioning program, kind of understand what feels good for their body, what doesn't. And, and it's really tailored towards them. Uh, we want to get in the professional level. They have a lot more autonomy for their training. And I'd say at the college level, once you get into kind of the bigger groups, you kind of zone it in a little bit just so you can control it. Maybe not as much autonomy for maybe a freshman or a sophomore. As you get up in classes, a little bit more autonomy, but definitely more structured at the college level. Um, you know, a lot more coaching, a lot more maybe teaching and education. Uh, and then at the professional level, you know, it's, it's smaller things. It's, hey, here's what we can do a, a little bit better to maybe enhance your game this way. This is what might put you over the edge and get you to that next level. Uh, so it's definitely, you know, everyone's trying to get better, but kind of the level of commitment, I would say, is different at uh, the different levels. Uh, makes total sense. Yeah. Are there any guys that, that uh, are on the fast track to MLB that you worked with? Uh, not a whole lot that's there yet. A couple of guys that got invited to major league camp, uh, which was exciting. And I was able to, you know, send a good luck message to them. Uh, one of the, you know, major draft picks, I was never able to meet him because he was in Arizona for the, the time that I was in Idaho, but, uh, Bobby Witt juniors tearing it up right now in spring wow. training. I think he's, you know, 19 year old out of Texas shortstop, you know, number two overall the year that I was there. And he's, He's still in spring training right now where a lot of the, the minor league guys have broken away from it back to minor league camp and he's still going and he's still, you know, hitting lead off for him at 19 years old. So it's pretty interesting to see how quick he's grown uh, through the, through the process. Um, but hopefully I'll see a couple guys get to the show that I was, you know, able to work with. And that would be really cool. I think that would be kind of bring it all encompassing. And that's one of the things that the strength coaches at that level talk about is, you know, the progression that they see out of the athletes and being a part of their journey. And, you know, even though I'm not going to be part of their whole journey, the fact that I was kind of there at the beginning for a lot of them will be, will be pretty special if, if they do make it. So. Absolutely. That would be very cool uh, to be able to, you know, text a guy that's in the MLB and say, Hey, good game or good luck tonight or whatever. That's just a cool yeah. thing to have that contact. So, so talk about, uh, you, you know, strength and conditioning, and how that, you know, where do you start? Like kind of give, give me a run through of the, uh, you know, the monks badminton team, if they come in, uh, you know, fresh in the fall and, and, you know, how do you start and then how do you go from there to, to make them better badminton players? Yeah. So I think starting with our, you know, our major goals for training um, is a good place to start and just kind of laying those out. So the first goal of training is, um, you know, not to get hurt in the weight room. We want to try and provide a safe, um, safe environment, you know, that they're going to be able to train in and not kind of get hurt during that training because training can be, you know, at times, if you're not doing it correctly, cause injury. And we never want that. We want to make sure that everything's safe. We're using proper technique. We're using proper spotters. Safety measures are all in place so that that doesn't happen during the session. Uh, the next thing that we're trying to do is limit the chance of something happening out on their performance field or their competition. So whether that's, you know, a common injury or, you know, typically we might see, you know, hamstring strains or soft tissue stuff that, that might pop up during the year. Uh, we want to try and choose and select exercises that will limit that chance of getting injured. So 
certain exercise, you know, for example, badminton, one of the things that we would look at is, hey, what's the common injury in badminton? Um, take a look at that, see what exercises kind of go hand in hand with trying to reduce the chance or reduce the severity of that injury happening. And then we try and plug in those exercises. And then the last kind of goal that we have is to increase the performance. Uh, so if we're looking at Batman, we're looking at, you know, who, what do the good players or the good athletes do really well? Uh, and then what kind of needs do badminton players need? Do they need, you know, strong shoulders? Do they need to have, you know, strong legs? And is there any rotation involved in the sport? How much do they run? How much distance do they usually cover in a match? Um, you know, we're looking at all kinds of different sports. We're looking at field sports, court sports. Um, sports like baseball or softball, which, you know, there might not be as much running, but there's certainly a lot of power involved in it. So we take the sport into account, the demands of the sport, and then we try and, you know, almost re, um, you know, engineer it, you know, backwards engineer it into what's going to help them be most successful uh, out on their performance or out on their court or uh, competition. Uh, and we take a, you know, a holistic approach to that. And, you know, a lot of the things that teams do across the board we're, we're generalists for the most part um kind of hitting all the bases making sure that we're doing all the foundational movements correctly so if you walk in the weight room there's you know probably 70 75 percent of the things that we're doing is you know similar across all teams it's you know 20 to 25 percent that maybe is a little bit specific to the team uh, so that's how we kind of judge and dictate what exercises what special exercises might get uh, dedicated to that team for that certain phase uh, and then as we get closer to the season we, might, we go from a more general approach to a more specific approach so once we're in the season now we're really working on hey what's what's something that's going to help translate to our, our practice or our game uh, that might not be too stressful because we want to take into account that they're in season as well but that's going to have a little bit more carryover and help them out on their sport at that given time you know in the off season we might be more general you know, if we're not playing, uh, if we have a good chunk of time to work on, you know, some other things, we might do that. And then as we get closer to the season, become more specific. So uh, long-winded answer, but yeah. there's a lot that kind of goes into it. That's kind of the, the mindset that I do if I, you know, start working with a new team is kind of analyzing the sport, analyzing the team, seeing what the team needs are, and then kind of re-engineering it to apply those needs. So I'd be remiss in not mentioning uh, Zach Chase, of course, our assistant athletic trainer and assistant uh, strength and conditioning coach who's, who's been working with you all along. And uh, <clears throat> it's, it's been a kind of a major shift in, in, in our department, I think, adding this element in, in probably in, in NCAA Division three in the last five years or so where the strength and conditioning coach has become pretty prevalent. Um, they talk about how you guys work together, how you kind of you know, uh, bounce things off each other and maybe how you guys complement each other in the weight room. For sure. Uh, so Zach's been great. Um, and he was actually, you know, prior, I think prior to kind of the opening of this position, he had actually got his, uh, the certification that, you know, I was talking about a little bit earlier, the CSCS. Um, so that kind of certifies him. He went through a, you know, an exam to become a certified coach, which is really awesome. And something that, you know, if you're wanting to get into the field, that's, you know, uh, something that is going to help you kind of gain some traction and learn a little bit more about the training aspects. So him having that is huge. Uh, and then, you know, him and I work together. I have, you know, a little bit more coaching experience than what he has, but he has a lot more 
kind of professional experience. He's been in kind of the professional realm of uh, being an athletic trainer for a little bit longer than, you know, I've been a strength coach. So kind of brings that element of professionalism. Uh, he get, brings a very, very good understanding of injuries and uh, mechanics of what, what kind of occurs during an injury, something that I don't have a whole lot of background in. You know, I've, I've taken, a, you know, care and prevention of injuries. Uh, you know, obviously worked with ATs in the past, but, you know, his knowledge and his certification as a uh, athletic trainer, obviously, you know, supersedes thing that I've ever learned. So, you know, we'll back, bounce ideas about how to return athletes to play um, talk a lot about, you know, athletes that, you know, he might be the, um, the middleman between athletes that, you know, Tiff might be working with our other athletic trainer or Bree, uh, you know, and communicate that information, uh, to a strength conditioning perspective and get athletes that, you know, in the past may have not done anything because they think they have, uh, you know, a really severe injury. We can now start to work them back in, to training and whether that, you know, they have an arm injury and we're just training the legs or vice versa gives the athletes really an opportunity to continue to stay involved in the team, uh, continue to train and really continue to get better at a period of time where they might not be feeling so well, or even might be down because they're not able to compete. They can still be with their team in strength conditioning. So that's one of the elements that um, Zach really brings to strength conditioning. And, you know, the, the goal is for him to, you know, continue to, you know, start programming for some teams um, and, you know, kind of take over a little bit bigger kind of role within, you know, working with specific athletes and really diving into, you know, the needs of certain sports and, you know, being a, you know, more developed um, coach for them. So. I imagine the, the built-in synergy of, of strength and conditioning program and the athletic training room is, is really important. So having Zach, you know, that, that's obviously uh, pretty important with uh, athletes coming off injuries and uh, injury prevention and things like that. Um, yeah, I think that's where, uh, sorry to cut you off. I think that's no. where in the past, the athletic trainer and the strength coach combo sometimes is a little convoluted where they're not kind of working in the same mindset. And I think that the, you know, what we have set up here where we're seeing each other on a daily basis and, you know, we're not, you know, Obviously, our, we don't share an office, but we're about 100 feet away from each other, and I can walk down the hall at any time, or he can walk into my office at any time, and we can have a conversation. So having that relationship is you know, good for the both of us, but I think it's even better for the athletes because we're not sending this mixed messages. It's all kind of coming from a similar spot, and we're all on the same page, which uh, I think, you know, like I said, benefits the athletes and really benefits you know, the coach's understanding as well of their athletes. You and I early on kind of joked around, you know, probably in, back in September, you know, I asked you how everything was going, you know, do we have any athletes here at St. Joe's, uh, you know, how, how do they look? Um, obviously it was kind of a, a funny conversation, but uh, you said, you know, absolutely. We have some athletes here. And, and what, what are you seeing? What are you seeing for improvements and gains and, and uh, you know, just overall, you know, just kind of s- stick with it nature you know just kind of during this time but more than anything the, the gains and the athleticism and all those kinds of things yeah I, I can definitely see you know athletes who came in with a, a lower kind of knowledge base or not as much training experience see their confidence just shoot through the roof and mm-hmm. you know if we had someone in October that um, didn't know what they were doing or maybe you know had 
you know, not that much confidence and was always kind of looking around to see what others were doing. I think that they built up their confidence a lot. And I think I really love to see that when someone who wasn't that confident, you know, in only a couple of months now understands their training and really, you know, gets it and re- knows the reasons why they're doing what they're doing. That's probably the best because I know that I did a good job uh, educating that person and, and, you know, coaching them up to a point where they're almost self-sufficient, uh, which at the end of the day, that's, you know, what I'm trying to do is if they can, you know, manage themselves and kind of know what feels right and what doesn't feel right and have the confidence to understand their body, then that really makes my job a whole lot easier. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, strength gains and, um, you know, speed and power, I think some of the competitions that we've had up to this point have kind of shown that, you know, we have gone a little bit, you know, especially with our, you know, basketball, our women's basketball programs off to a really good start. Um, our, you know, lacrosses are off to a good start. So I think, you know, that aspect of training has helped them and we'll see down the road if, you know, that athleticism continues uh, into the competitions further and if they can kind of maintain that because that's part of the of training as well is making sure that they can consistently uh, go and perform at a high level. That's why we, you know, train the certain way that we do so they can continually, not just for one shot, go out and do it, but for multiple periods of time over multiple weeks. And that's why we continue to train in season so that we can kind of push the the training effect deep, deep into the season and make a a good postseason run. Um, But, you know, I've seen a lot of strength gains, a lot of people who have, you know, definitely increased their weight. Um, you know, not by just me telling them to go up, but by them kind of realizing that they've gotten stronger, uh, which is really good to see. And, um, you know, they've gained a lot of, I want to say confidence again, but just confidence with the process. Um, and it's exciting to see them develop that because as they go home for the summertime, it's really going to be all on them. And, you know, I'll be there to kind of uh, answer any questions that they have, but it'll be, you know, a lot on them. And, you know, when you go from a training environment where you have a coach on you, you know, helping you out the whole time to not having anybody there, uh, if you have that knowledge and you have that skill set of what you're doing in the weight room, that's going to, you know, the summer might be the most important time for a lot of these fall sports. So making sure that they can, you know, go and perform the the tasks that they need to do over the summertime is going to be really important. So building their confidence is going to help them do that. How have you been able to maintain motivation during this time? You mentioned earlier, you know, they're going to see the gains when they start playing games and, and, you know, stay strong throughout the season and all that kind of stuff. But there hasn't been a lot of games in this strange year. I mean, how have you, how have you kept it fresh? I know you talked about competitions recently that you've been kind of getting into, but I mean, I can imagine, I mean, I I was a, a college athlete going to the weight room, you know, it was a way different thing than what it, what it is now, obviously. And we didn't have strength coaches, but, you know, get monotonous, obviously. And that has to be a challenge for you. We, we, we have a nice weight room. It's not a huge weight room. Um, so our, our options are somewhat limited. So talk about all of that uh, in motivation and, and keeping people, uh, you know, thinking about new things. Yeah. So a big part of training is the the variation that we have. So, you know, you're going to go in there and, you know, for a four week block, you'll do certain exercises and the next four week block, we'll change up the exercises. So that's, you know, the main way, you know, when we're thinking of, you know, X's and O's and of exercises and sets and reps, 
we're always trying to vary that up. So they're trying to hit a different stimulus or they're trying to try out a different exercise or learn a different exercise. So that's some of the, the in-session stuff that we're trying to do. And we're always rotating that. We're trying to keep it fresh so that they're not continually doing the same stuff because they'll usually stall out their progress if we continue to do the same thing. Another few things that we've you know attempted to do this this second semester is incorporate more team training. So in the fall, we were limited to having athletes sign up for individual times. Just that's kind of how we thought best to do it. We weren't really playing a whole lot of games at that point. So their team training was kind of hard to put together. Uh, but now that we've got you know practices going on and competitions going on, we've been able to organize a lot more team-based stuff. So a lot of the teams have their own dedicated lift time to where a good majority, you know, depending on the team size, either 50%, 75% of the team are all in there at one time. So that's different for them compared to last semester. And that really keeps it fresh because you got your teammate to the side of you kind of doing the same exercises, maybe doing a little bit more weight and you're kind of motivated and that little competitive spirit comes out to kind of match what your teammate is doing, whether intensity or, you know, cheering on your teammate. Uh, we do, you had mentioned a little bit about competitions in the weight room. We started doing that a little bit with some of our teams um, just to kind of keep it fresh. And that's usually, you know, we can do a um, kind of a brain competition. So something that's a little bit more kind of mind stimulating, that's not so fatiguing, or we could do something that's, you know, like a wall set or a squat hold or something along those lines. That's definitely going to be a little bit more taxing on the body. Uh, so I what, think that- what, what is a, what is a brain competition exactly? Uh, so we do some competitions where they got to think. So, for example, we might set out some plates and they have to arrange the plates in a certain way uh, and stack them a certain way. And we have certain rules and restrictions that, that we have as we move the plates. So that's just one way that, you know, they might not be super fatigued physically, but they have to work as a team to kind of move the plates around and stack it in the correct order following some rules. Uh, it's called Tower of Hanoi is what we call it. Um, but that's a few of the competitions that we've done. Uh, and hopefully we'll try to integrate a little bit more of those. Cool. So I, I want to wrap up on, on, on this. Now, I know how excited you were and we all were when you uh, were named the first strength and conditioning coach that we've ever had here at the college. Uh, kind of, you know, during the summer, middle of the summer, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily something that was expected. Maybe, you know, we, we'd hoped the position would get approved and it, and it did thankfully through some, some creative work by Will Sanborn or AD and, and, you know, he, uh, he had you in mind, I think even, you know, knowing how, how, uh, how good you've been with, with your career post St. Joe's and all the experiences that you've had. Uh, but but talk about when you found out the position was yours and and it was official and and you know what it means for you to be back here. Well, when I you know found out that the position was opening, I was ecstatic because I I knew that even if it wasn't me, that was going to help the athletes. Uh, and then you know obviously knowing Coach Sanborn and um, you know working with him in the past. Um, you know, I had knew I had a pretty good shot for the position. And, and once, you know, I, I knew that it was kind of solidified. I think that, you know, all my hopes and dreams of, you know, ever since I had left St. Joseph's was to come back as the first head strength coach. Um, and I think once that kind of all culminated together, it was, 
a very surreal moment. Um, I'd been working my whole career to kind of get back into Maine. Um, my fiance had never left. Um, we both graduated in the same year and she has a, a good nursing career here in the state, uh, right in South Portland. So definitely was a, a point that I was trying to get to because coaching is a lot more kind of uh, geographical base than a lot of nursing physicians. Um, so I was really trying to hone in on staying in the main area. And when that, when the position opened up and I accepted it, it was a huge relief that now that we can, you know, settle down and kind of live a life where I can work at, you know, the best school that I've you know ever been a part of and be the first strength coach. And she can stay at her position and not have to move around the country. Um, so I think all that coming together was, um, you know, a lot of, you know, sacrifices had been made. And I think it was our realization that, you know, everything that we had done up to that point paid off. And it was, you know, a crazy moment. And, you know, the first week I was on campus, I felt like I was still a student. Uh, and then after the second week, when we started to get to work, then it felt like, you know, um, time to get to work, time to be a professional on campus. And it, it was, you know, being there in the summer and walk around in the summertime. Um, right before the students came back and just brought me back to, you know, the days when I was a student. Um, and, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, just, just great memories and um, can't wait to, you know, keep building on it and, and continuing to build up the program and, you know, get more engagement out of the athletes and, you know, really build it up to something special. Well, I, I, I know I speak for uh, the entire staff and, and the athletes, and you know, saying that you're an absolute pro, man, you, uh, you, you were a, a great athlete here, but you know, I don't think anybody views you as the, you know, the junior first baseman anymore. I mean, it, it, you're, you're a pro, you're a staff member. And I know the coaches are really impressed with, with all the work that you've been doing. And uh, you know, we're, we love to have you back. It's, it's, it's great to see another month come back in the fold. It's, it's a cool place. I mean, I didn't go to St. Joe's myself, um, but we have a lot of alumni as coaches and staff members. And it's just a, a credit to, uh, how special the place is people graduate and they want to make their way back um, because it's a great place to work and it's a great place to be. So um, that's, that's all I have for you, man. If you have anything to add, uh, feel free to add on here at the end. No, that's, that's good. I'm, I'm glad we talked about all that. You're doing a great thing with this. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing who else you bring on in the future. All right. Sorry. Well, thanks. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for joining us. And, and folks, that has been uh, Monk's Take. Sorry for the delay in, in, uh, in between episodes. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here this semester a little bit. So uh, thanks again, Jamie. And, and uh, thanks, folks, for listening. Stay tuned to GoMonks.com, GoMonks.tv as our spring season is starting to heat up.